Welcome to the Climb Your Mountain podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Maurer, a certified personal trainer, high altitude mountaineer, and ultra runner. Each week, I show you how to train, eat, think, and live like a mountaineer so you can boost your chances of reaching the summit. My passion is to empower people of all ages and sizes to get outside and live lives of adventure. Remember, mountain climbing will never be easier than today. So let's dive into the show. Do you fall behind the pack on long hikes? Are you so tired after a big hike that you can't even be bothered to take a shower? If you're training hard and not getting the results you want, the problem could be your nutrition. Just like a car, your body needs fuel to run. And if you're out of fuel or if you use the wrong fuel, you're just going to be sputtering along and probably die when you try to go up a big hill. So if you're trying to climb a mountain on a goo and two energy bars, this episode is for you. I'm going to map out how you should be eating before, during, and after your hike to fuel yourself for maximum performance. I promise you, once you get your nutrition dialed in, you'll feel like a new creature. So let's dive in. Today's episode is brought to you by my course, Mountain Fit Self-Coaching for Mountain Athletes. So congratulations, you've signed up for a mountaineering trip or a long distance trek. Now, how the French toast do you get in shape for it? You could hire a coach to help you, but the ones who actually understand our sport are so damn expensive. And even if you get a good one, no coach is ever going to understand your lifestyle, your schedule, and your body the way that you do. The truth is you will always be your own best coach. You just need to know what to do and when to do it. That's why I created Mountain Fit. This online masterclass is the roadmap you've been looking for to help you reach your fitness goals. In this course, I walk you step-by-step through everything you need to transform yourself into a diesel-powered hiking machine, even if you're starting from absolute zero. By the end, you'll know how to assess your fitness level, write a training plan that gets results, and choose the best exercises for your goals. And if you need a starting point, I've included 40 weeks, that's 40 weeks, of training plans you can adapt for your own season. So stop wasting thousands of dollars on Tracy, the big box gym trainer who has never hiked a day in her life. Learn how to train yourself with Mountain Fit. To check it out, just click the link in the show notes. Hope to see you in there. So welcome to another food episode. I feel so terrible that it's episode 16 and this is only the second one and the first one was last week. I don't want you guys to get the wrong idea from me. What you eat is so important during hiking, during training. Arguably, it's just as important as the workouts and the training hikes. And I'm a person who didn't warm up to this idea easily. When I was training for my first ultra, I hit a point where I was really struggling and I was troubleshooting with my coach and I thought, for sure she was going to change my workout. And right away, all her questions were about nutrition. Are you eating right after your workouts? What are you eating when you're working out? And the answer to that, honestly, was two goos in a bar. I didn't eat much of anything or honestly drink much of anything whenever I was hiking. So no wonder I was on the struggle bus. And many of the tips that I'm going to share with you today, I learned from her. And once I started following them, I was a totally new person on trail. I was feeling better while I was 
was hiking. I had more energy. My mood was better. And then after, I was amazed. I could come home, take a shower, do my dishes, clean my house. I wasn't just laying on the couch watching Dance Moms because I was so exhausted. So these nutrition tips, don't take them for granted. They're simple, but they really are life-changing. And the way we're going to break it down, we're going to look at what to eat before you hike, during your hike, and after your hike. So standard disclaimers before we dive in. I am a certified personal trainer. I'm a running coach. I am not a doctor and I'm not a dietitian. So I can only give you quite general advice about nutrition. I can't make individualized plans. I can only really talk about the research, what the professional organizations are saying. The information in this podcast is presented for informational purposes only. If you have questions about yourself, your own nutrition, I highly encourage you to talk to a registered dietitian who has experience with endurance sports athletes. Second, if you have any kind of chronic condition that can be affected by your diet, diabetes is probably the most common one, but really any chronic condition, definitely check in with a dietitian before you start getting into hard hiking, hard training. You're going to have to fuel yourself and you may need to do it in a different way than I'm going to describe in this podcast. And finally, keep in mind, and I'll try to remind you of this as I go along, that every human being is kind of a unique and wonderful machine. All of our bodies work different. Our digestive systems are different. And hence, nutrition information that kind of works for most people may not work for you. Really, one of the most important things you can do in training, and especially during your long hikes, is learn what kind of foods your body reacts well to, what kind of timing with your eating works well for you. It might be different than what I'm going to describe here. It might be different than your friend Susie. That's okay. (laughs) Training, especially for the first few mountains is such an experiment. You're just kind of learning what works for you as far as fitness and especially as far as nutrition. So with all that out of the way, let's talk a little bit about what to eat before your hike. So the goal before the hike is to get some fuel into your system and have it mostly digested and the nutrients circulating by the time you start hiking. So how do you time that? In most cases, you're going to want to eat one to three hours before your workout or your hike. The exact timing is going to depend a little bit on you. Some people digest their meals pretty quickly. It also depends on the food. Food with more protein, more fat, more complex carbohydrates is going to digest a little more slowly. Now, often for the pre-race meal, people go straight to eating something very high carb. They they grab a bagel and put some some honey on it. And I want to caution you against that, especially if you've done that in the past and you've found that once you start hiking, you feel a little tired, a little draggy. What could be happening in that case is that you spiked your blood sugar when you ate your meal, this high carb meal, and then that stimulates your body to give yourself a shot of insulin. All the blood, all the blood sugar goes into the cells and you feel kind of a crash. So you don't want that crash to happen right at the start of your hike. It feels terrible, right? So one way that you can prevent that is by making your pre-hike meal a balance of proteins, carbs, and fats. So maybe instead of putting honey on a bagel, you put peanut butter on the bagel. Now, it is true that you are going to want some fast fuel once you start working out. So to accomplish that, 30 to 60 minutes before your hike, you're going to have a snack that's rich in simple carbohydrates. So it could be something like a banana. It could be something like some gummy bears, something that's going to get into your blood sugar fairly quickly. But at that point, you'll be exercising. Your body will actually use the sugar. You won't feel the same crash. Before your hike, you also want to do a little bit of extra hydration, especially if it's going to be hot 
hot or it's going to be a hard hike. Drink one to two glasses of water in the hours leading up to your hike. Just take sips. It's better to sip than to chug. That allows your body to absorb it. One other thing to keep in mind for your pre-race meal is that a lot of times it's going to happen in the early morning. It can be the very, very early morning if you're on a mountaineering trip and you're getting up to go to the summit at maybe one in the morning. We call that an alpine start in mountaineering. And in those cases, it can be really hard to get food down. Our bodies all have circadian rhythms that tell us when to eat, sleep, do all the things. And they definitely are not telling us to eat at one in the morning. So what do you do in a case like that? First of all, during your training hikes, it's a good idea to practice getting up early to figure out the timing of your food, what kind of food might work for you. If you have some stomach upset in the morning, really focus on foods that are delicious and easily digestible. Some people like to have a mashed sweet potato. Some people like cereal with a little bit of almond milk. Kind of figure out what works for you. On the day of your alpine start, it's terrible because you're already getting up early, right? Consider getting up a little bit extra early so you have some time to eat. You don't have to force things down or eat fast. And then you have some time to digest before you actually start moving. If you are getting up at home and then driving to the trailhead, one thing you can do is just pack some snacks to take in the car. Maybe wrap up a burrito that you can nibble on on the one hour drive to the trailhead. And finally, if you, even if you can't get an actual meal down, do make sure that you eat something right before you start, something rich in carbs. So if you follow those tips, meal one to three hours before, carb-rich snack, 30 to 60 minutes before, extra hydration before. By the time you get to the trailhead, you should have some sugar and nutrients coursing through your blood and you should be ready to go. All right, so let's move on to what you should actually eat during the hike. And the main rule to remember is you want to eat lots of carbs every hour. A good rule of thumb is 30 to 90 grams of carbs per hour. Now, for some of you, that's going to feel like an insane amount, especially if you're someone that right now just doesn't eat much while you're hiking. So do your best. You may need to ease into that. Go slowly because eating more carbs than you're used to can sometimes upset your stomach, but definitely start trying to up your carb game. Now, a couple of tips to go along with that. In general, the fastest fuel that's going to come into your bloodstream the quickest and be available for use by your muscles is simple carbohydrates. So things like sugars, starches. So you definitely want to be carrying some of those as you're going along, especially in case you hit a low point and you need some fast fuel. Another important thing to remember, though, is if you add a bit of fat or protein to your carb meal, it's actually going to slow down digestion and that fuel is going to be released into your system more slowly and you're going to have long longer, more sustained energy. For example, when you want fast fuel, go ahead and have some some crackers. But if you also want to have some sustained energy for the next few hours, and if you're not real tired right now, you might consider putting some nut butter on those crackers or a slice of cheese or a slice of ham, whatever is tasty to you. One trick for those of you who have a hard time getting enough carbs down is is to try using some liquid carbs. So that can be a sports drink, some dilute juice. In general, whenever you're mixing up a solution that you're going to drink during exercise, you want it to be about four to six percent carbs. So the formula for that is to divide grams of carbs per milliliter 
a milliliter of liquid is basically a gram, so that's a good way to check the concentration. And if you need to, go ahead and dilute your sports drink. In general, if it's hotter or if you're someone that tends to get digestive upset from too much carbs, start with a really low concentration and see if that works for you before you make it a bit stronger. And last of all, anything you eat during exercise is going to be absorbed much better if you take it with plenty of water. So if you eat some gels or some gummy bears or whatever you eat, drink plenty of water right at that time. Generally, water is better for absorption than drinking electrolyte mix. Another thing you want to be aware of, especially if you're exercising in hot, sweaty conditions, is that you're going to lose electrolytes throughout the day. Electrolytes are simply minerals that are dissolved in your blood that help to manage the movement of water through your body. If you lose too much electrolytes and you continue to hydrate and drink lots of water, you can actually get a condition called exercise-induced hyponatremia that's quite dangerous. So you don't want that. So you want to make sure that you're eating plenty of electrolytes. And so you want to make sure you're replacing your sodium as you go along during your hike. And a good rule of thumb is to replace at least 300 milligrams an hour if you can. If you're sweating a lot, try to replace even more than that. So how can you replace it, you can use commercial electrolyte tabs. I'll put a link in the show notes to one of my favorite ones that's also very tasty. You just dissolve it in your water. Some people try to use salt tablets, and the science on those honestly isn't great. They're not necessarily good or even safe for a lot of people. Definitely, if it's something that you want to experiment with, I definitely encourage you to talk to your doctor before you do so. They're just very, very concentrated sodium. It's different than eating, say, a pick and that food, that sodium is released slowly as the pickle digests in your stomach, right? So really, my preferred way to replace sodium is with real food. Think about some foods you can take that are salty, whether that's trail mix, potato chips. It's really funny. If you run an ultra race, they have like tons of like really, really salty food for you to eat at the aid stations. And one of the one of my favorites is pickles, or you could even take a shot of pickle juice at the aid station. But definitely, I've seen hikers carrying pickles. And if you like dill pickles, they're very delicious on a hard hike when you're just sweating and craving something salty. It just tastes amazing. And that brings me to another point. Uh, People often wonder, what should I eat during my hike? If you really want convenience, there are plenty of things to choose from, like gels, energy bars, things that are designed to provide fairly quick energy. Honestly, though, if you're on a long hike, if you guys are in training, you're probably going to be going on lots of hikes and some also some very long hikes. Those things just start to taste awful. And to get enough carbs into yourself with these commercial energy bars, you're going to feel like you're force feeding yourself, like you're jamming sawdust down your throat. So I really encourage you to experiment with real food as well. Some things that are really yummy, um, tater tots, pickles, bacon. I'm really into waffles and pancakes lately. You can actually mix the syrup and if you want chocolate chips or blueberries like into the batter and then make it so that you don't have to worry about messing with syrup on trail and it tastes delicious. Things like crepes, empanadas, uh, burritos are amazing. You can actually freeze them, wrap them up, and then put them in your backpack and they should be unthawed by the time you're ready for lunch. Um, Empanadas, quesadillas, same kind of thing. So start thinking about what kind of real foods you can use to get the, the fuel you need on trail. And it really is true but that by 
taking things that are delicious and varied, you'll probably eat more because you won't feel like you're force feeding yourself cat food, as tends to be the case when people eat bars and goose the whole time. If you really want some cool ideas about how to make your own portable snacks for hiking, there's a couple of really good cookbooks out there. So I'll put the links in the show notes. The two I'm really enjoying right now, one is called Feed Zone Portables, and the other one is called Rocket Fuel. So definitely check those out. They have the most ingenious recipes for portable food that you can carry, and all your friends will be amazed when you pull it out and start eating it. And finally, during the hike, you really want to be conscious of hydration just as much as food. Everybody's a little bit different with their hydration needs, and how much you need is going to depend on how hot it is, your physiology. But for a good rule of thumb for most people, if you need a place to start, try 500 milliliters an hour if you're not working super hard and it's not super hot, up to a liter an hour if you're really exercising pretty intensely or if the weather is quite hot. And you could even go above that if you feel like you need to. On hot days, I always carry more water than I think I'm going to need. And even that often isn't enough. So definitely be conservative. Some people wonder what's best, hydration system or a water bottle. I think there are pros and cons to both. Whenever I wear a hydration system, I tend to drink more. You can sip without stopping or messing around with bottles. One good thing about bottles, though, is that it's really easy to keep track of how much water you're drinking. With a hydration system, because you can't see how much you're drinking, there's also the danger that you might run out, especially on a very hot day. There's pros and cons to both. Experiment, see what you like. I I tend to take different things in different conditions. If I'm really worried about drinking enough and keeping an eye on myself, I actually take bottles so that I can make sure I'm drinking at least 500 milliliters an hour. So that's how to manage fueling and nutrition during the hike. Now let's talk about after. My most important rule for you is I want you to always eat within 30 minutes of the end of your hike. As soon as you get back to the trailhead, have some snacks waiting in your car. And the reason you want to do that is because there's actually a window right after you stop exercising. No one is sure exactly how long it lasts, but we're thinking, you know, maybe 30 to 60 minutes where your body is in this hypervigilant state where every carb that you eat, it's immediately going to make that back into glycogen. So if you recall, glycogen is the stored form of carbohydrate that's in your muscles, in your liver, that your body uses during exercise. During a long hike, you're going to burn those glycogen stores way down. So by eating right after you stop exercising, that's your window of opportunity to build that back up quickly. If you miss the window, it can take up to a couple of days to actually rebuild those glycogen stores. And if you think about it, if you're someone that's exercising like four or five, six days a week, which you might be when you're in mountaineering training, you are going to be chronically underfueled. Those glycogen stores are always going to be low and just never get back to the optimum level. And that's going to affect your performance. So make sure that you eat right away after the hike. Have something in the car. I know back in the day, I used to be so excited about the post-raced meal and going to the restaurant that I wouldn't eat at the car. I would wait till the restaurant. And I think a lot of times it takes us a while to drive there and then we're out of the window, right? So it's totally fine to eat at the restaurant. If 
if you if you're if you just hit a long hike, you're gonna need to replace a ton of calories, but make sure you eat something right away as well. So what should you eat? You want to eat food that's approximately a four to one ratio of carbs to proteins. It's pretty simple. You can look at the nutrition label, compare grams of carbs to grams of protein. Is it a four to one approximately? That's a good food to eat after your hike. It also doesn't have to be the same food if you want to have, for example, some nuts for protein and then eat a banana for carbs. That works too. If you really want to be good at replacing your glycogen stores, another good rule of thumb is to try to eat at least 1.25 grams of carbs per kilogram of body weight in the first hour. And I know I just made you do math there. So if you're used to thinking of your weight in pounds, divide by 2.2 to find your weight in kilograms and then multiply by 1.25. And that's kind of the minimum you want to shoot for in the hour after your hike. Another thing to keep in mind during your post-hike meal is this is an important time to have some fiber. A lot of athletes find that if they eat a lot of fiber right before or during their exercise, they tend to have stomach upset. If you're someone that limits fiber before and during exercise, make sure you have it after. It's a great time to have some salads, some smoothies, start working on your six to 11 servings of fruits and vegetables that you're supposed to have every day. That's where all your micronutrients, your vitamins, your minerals, and lots of your fiber is. Other good sources of fiber, beans and legumes, cereal fortified with fiber. These are good options also. And finally, after a long hike, you're going to need to rehydrate in almost all cases. Even if you've been doing a good job of drinking water, you're probably not putting back in as much as you're sweating out, especially if you're in very dry, very hot conditions. And one thing that's interesting to try, if you have the opportunity to weigh yourself before a hike, like bring a scale and put it in your car and weigh yourself at the trailhead and then weigh yourself after, you'll find that you may lose a couple of pounds, especially after a long hike, a hike in hot conditions. And it's exciting, right? But honestly, almost all of it is water weight. So if you know how many pounds you lost, that's actually the amount of water that you need to put back into your body to fully rehydrate. And you don't have to do it all right away. You can do it over the course of a couple of hours. The best way to rehydrate is just to drink clear fluids, sip them, chugging them really doesn't work as well. If you put a whole bunch in at once, your body can't really absorb all of it. So you just pee it all out. So just keep sipping, have a water bottle with you. If water is tasting gross, things like juice, things like diluted sports drink are also very good. And if if you're not able to weigh yourself and you're not exactly sure how much water you need, you could kind of feel into it by drinking until you need to pee every couple of hours. And when you pee, take a look at your pee. Is it pretty lightish yellow, yeah, you're probably in in good shape and pretty well hydrated. If it's dark yellow or even getting into orange, keep on hydrating. You need it. So there you have it. There's a little roadmap of what you should be eating before, during, and after your hike to fuel yourself for the hike itself and also for the training that's going to come the next day. I really hope that this was helpful to you. And if you are someone that just really has not focused on fueling, I just cannot encourage you enough to 
really take a look at this stuff and make a conscious effort to do it well. You may find that this is the game changer for you that takes you to the next level. Fueling is so important and so few people. If, if next time you're out hiking, like watch the people around you. Are they eating every hour? Are they eating lots of carbs every hour? Are they hydrating enough? You're probably going to spot a lot of cases where they're not, but you will know exactly what to do and you will be properly fueled. So thanks so much for listening. I look forward to talking to you again next week and have a good one. Hey friend, if you're enjoying the pod, there are two simple and free ways you can show your support. First of all, please share this with a friend who might find it helpful. And second, please leave a review on iTunes. Your support means the world to me. Thanks so much for tuning in. 